Hello, and welcome back to All That's Interesting. I am still Jill Chacha, and I am still with the amazing, not possessed, um, no parasites, as far as we know, Marissa Riley. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> all those things are true. As far as we know, I could be getting possessed or already possessed at any time. It could happen during this in-betweeny. It we, could. We are at in-betweeny 008. Uh, and today, we're going to talk about, can a donated organ change your personality? I love this topic. It's pretty great. A little background. I just watched the cheesiest show yeah. on Netflix called Chambers. It's like a teen drama uh, about a girl who has a heart attack. And so she gets this dead yeah. girl's heart. Okay. And she starts uh, exhibiting traits of the um, original, of the, the, the heart's the donor. original owner yeah her donor yeah essentially and there's all this drama and Uma Thurman was in it and oh Uma 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 forever Uma forever that's really why I was watching it is I was like it's whatever called, Uma does I, I'm I'm right there we follow we follow, we follow. Uma yeah uh it's on uh, Netflix called Chambers. It's on Netflix. It's called Chambers. It was not renewed for a second season. <laughs> so keep that in mind if you only watch it. One heart, people. <laughs> one heart, one episode. <laughs> that's all. But uh, Uma was fantastic. Yeah. And uh, she did a lot of crying. She did a lot of uh, shifty eyes with bangs in her face. Um, you guys oh. know that one. I, I loved it a lot. So. Shift, shifty Uma? Shifty Uma. <laughs> shifty Uma. I love a good shifty Uma. I love a shifty Uma. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. So perfect, perfect segue to this uh, this episode, this in-betweeny. Um, wanted to touch upon the fact that this episode is just before an election in the United States. Yeah. So... Feelings are up there, and are up there. Um, we, you know, we'll see you on the other side. Yeah, <laughs> we we planned um, out our comfort foods. Yeah. Our... Oh God, I already ate a burrito the size of a toddler. Yeah. When I How say planned out, <laughs> we both just had the biggest burritos you've ever seen. They were the the size of toddlers. Um, just about like picking it up. It was just like oh. I, I have to brace the head. Yeah. Like it was that, it was you, that large. You needed two hands and uh, there was a balancing to mm-hmm. it. So. And we kind of ate it in silence, but a good silence. Yeah. It's just one of those meals. I, it's interesting you brought that. I don't even remember eating it. I just went into <laughs> like a blackout and then woke up just, and it was just, over. And just, I was like, oh. Mole everywhere. <laughs> mole everywhere. Mole sauce. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, yes. Yeah, so, uh, we usually, re- the election is Tuesday, we usually yeah. record on a Wednesday, so yeah. depending on how things go, uh, we'll, uh, we'll figure it out. We'll yeah. figure it out with all of you and see what happens. Wednesday might just be like 10 minutes of us crying. Yeah. So if you need someone to cry <laughs> with, we, we might have the perfect <laughs> podcast for you. That's right. Uh, a lot of crying and chewing. Crying and chewing. Crying and chewing. <laughs> Some slurping. Some... Breaking, accidentally <laughs> oh, yeah. breaking a wine glass. I think that'll happen a lot. Oh God! Uh, all right, so let's let's just dive into this in betweeny. Yeah. 
Um, also a trigger warning, uh, there is death by suicide in our final story. But, uh, mm. So, now, can a donated organ change your personality? Uh, the closest official term that I could find that approaches this question, you know, even in a ballpark manner, is uh, something called genetic memory or inherited cell memory. Very cool. Yeah. Our good pal, Wiki, uh, states genetic memory is a memory present at birth that exists in the absence of any sensory experience, uh, and it is incorporated into the genome over long spans of time. Uh, I think the easiest example to, of this is yeah. fear. Yeah. Uh, like why an overwhelming number of people uh, get startled when they see a wild predator, a snake, or an insect. Uh, theory goes, you know, one by one, a human here, a human there over thousands of years. They connected bad shit happening with certain creatures. So that learned behavior got coded and then became inherited. That's incredible. That's yeah. incredible that it's at, it's cell deep. It's cell deep. It's cell deep inside Good. of you to be scared of things. Yes. Oh, yeah. Certain things. <laughs> Big creatures and, and orange presidents. And stuff like that. Yeah, it's like your um, intuition, exactly. I guess. Exactly, yeah. Um, now, neuroscientists, uh, neuroscientific research on mice suggests that some experiences can influence Subsequent generations, um, in a 2013 study, mice trained to fear a specific smell may have passed on their aversion to their descendants because those pups were extremely sensitive and fearful to the same smell, even though they had never encountered it, nor had been trained to fear it. I heard about this. Mm -hmm. I heard that a lot of, like, there is a certain generation that inherited a lot of fears that happened during the wars, like World War One and World War Two, because of their grandparents. So they yeah. inherited certain memories, and now they have certain anxieties. Certain anxieties exactly. that might be harder to explain. Yeah, but it's because their their grandparents or great grandparents um, went through a lot of trauma. Exactly. Exactly. Now, <clears throat> excuse me. Quote. Changes in brain structure were also found. The researchers concluded that the experiences of a parent, even before, before conceiving, markedly influence both structure and function in the nervous system of subsequent generations, end quote. Scientists speculate that similar genetic mechanisms could be linked with phobias, anxiety, as he said, and post-traumatic stress disorders, as well as, as, well as other neuropsychiatric disorders in humans, end quote. Interesting. Yeah, there could be a whole damn entire podcast on the exploration of trauma experienced, say, by the indigenous, people of color, and immigrants yeah. um, being passed on and subsequently influencing behavior of future generations. But this is a in-betweeny, <laughs> <laughs> and we need a, a little break from significant trauma. We can, we can talk a little about a little little trauma. Yeah, this would be a really else. cool thing to write in on if you have, if you know, you, you're welcome to write us uh, about your trauma. But if you know anything oh, yeah. uh, related to like this sort of relation to cells and, and genetic uh, in, inherited trauma, um, send us facts. I, yeah. I think this is one of the most fascinating things we've ever talked about. And yeah, this is, uh, yeah at well that's interesting pod at gmail or well that's interesting pod is our handle on instagram to slip in to our dms and tell us about your inherited uh, problems yeah 
We'll listen. Or just memories, whatever. Ah, okay. So, today. Oh, and then we read them on the air, of course. So not only do we read them, we will share them with the world. So, and of course. Unless you say not to. And you just just want to speak directly to us. Yeah. That's okay, too. You know, we'll be eating a burrito while we read it. Yeah. So, uh, just one. I'll be on one end and Marissa will be on the other. It's one giant <laughs> double-headed burrito. <laughs> you want me to stop? <laughs> I just, I put my hand up right away. Okay? I know this isn't a visual medium, but I just want you guys to know I did that. Mm-hmm. Uh, today, we are going to meander through four stories of four people who obtained a body part, some, so basically some new DNA, uh, from another individual, and they say it changed their behavior to a point even their personality was altered a little bit. Oh, my God. Now, <clears throat> let's start with Jamie Sherman. Uh, our source today is redorbit.com for this one. Uh, Jamie was born with a heart defect that required numerous surgeries in her younger years. Yeah. Finally, at the age of 24, she, rece- she received a whole new heart. Amazing. Yeah. I mean, it sucks that it's happening at 24, but amazing that she's receiving a whole new heart. That I mean, can be very difficult. Yes. Uh, though uh, the days following the procedure, she would wake up feeling pure anger. Oh, my God. Yeah, like wanting to get into a brawl with someone type of anger. Wow. Um, and that's not the only change. This native resident of Tucson, Arizona, hey, hey. Uh, never really had a taste for Mexican cuisine. She was more of a pasta fiend. And sports, never gave a damn. She was team nerd all the way. Okay. Okay. Now, as time went by, though, quote, now I love football, baseball, basketball, you name it, I follow it, said Sherman. A A psychology student at Arizona State University Quote, and Mexican food is by far my favorite, end quote. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, my God. These are like, <laughs> I thought it was going to be traits like a little bit of anger or something like that. Yeah. Not like, like now she likes a different kind of food. Yeah. That's crazy. Driven by curiosity and her degree, Sherman tracked down the family of her heart donor in 2003. Quote, that's when she learned... 29-year-old Scott Phillips, who died of a head head injury after a fight at a Phoenix bar, oh my God. was a sports fan who loved Mexican food. Oh, my God! He played on several teams at Kansas State University and followed college and pro sports, end quote. Uh, his parents did say cheese enchiladas were his thing. <gasps> Jamie believes Scott, uh, having suffered major brain trauma, anger, and rage at the time of his death, this somehow, possibly, a little bit of it passed on to her. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Now, Jamie isn't the only one who reports a change in preferences. Yeah. Uh, Amy Tippins was 17 years old when she underwent a liver transplant in 1993 due to around like two dozen hemorrhaging <gasps> tumors. Oh, yeah. baby. Yeah, it's oh. not, not good. No. Uh, following the surgery, she became remarkably interested in civic duties for a teen. Oh. Um, <laughs> very uh, specific. <laughs> very specific. Her friends would note how Amy would, like, stand up for them and take some bold-ass action. Quote, friends joked, no one will mess with you if Tippins is around. What? Quote, yeah. 
I love it. <laughs> Chilia Tippins. That's right. One could say she was just growing up and realizing she had a strong sense of morality. That's just who she is. Amy gets stabby for good reasons. Great reasons. You know, just... Though, there was something she couldn't really explain. She suddenly had a thing for hardware stores. Okay, I might have another explanation <laughs> know, for that. I know, I really wanted to put in a gay joke. Here. I know, I know. It, it makes itself. <laughs> So, oh, oh, God. She would wander in and already know how to use certain tools. Okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> we can laugh about this because we're gay. We, okay. oh, we can, yeah. <laughs> and we, you're we, just we, listening now. <laughs> go to our Instagram feed and just, just scroll through. You'll see. Scroll through. Also, we went <laughs> on a date with my dad yeah. to a Home Depot once. It's, yeah. a little, it's a story for another time, but it was very cute. Uh, yes. In fact, she says it was like she had a whole range of do-it-yourself knowledge in her without ever building a damn thing before. So like Jamie, Amy just had to meet with her donor's family to get some answers. And lo and behold, there were just some eerie coincidences. Um, uh, she learned her don- donor's name was Mike James. Okay. And that he was a respected U.S. Marshal. Oh. A man of the law and big on protection. Ah. Unfortunately, while driving... He suffered a ruptured aneurysm that resulted in a crash. Yeah. Um, he was 47. And at the time of his death, he was working on building out his home and working on several construction projects. <gasps> what? <laughs> okay, okay. So not only are they getting traits from these people, they're specifically getting traits that those people had when they died. Yeah. That is incredible. Yeah. That is the, that's the coolest thing in the world. I'm, I'm so fascinated. Now, so did that new liver bestow Amy with some kick-ass carpenter skills and a fawning love for Home Depot? Perhaps. And perhaps we're sponsored by Home Depot. No, we're not. Sorry. No. <laughs> but if you no. want to sponsor us, please, we will make... Appropriate gay jokes. Appropriate. In a wise Just the classiest. Way. The classiest. Just the classiest. Uh, this is an ad break. Uh, stay tuned. Stay tuned. And we're back. We are so back and still ourselves. Yes. And in love ourselves. with Home Depot. Still so in love with Home Depot. Yeah. Not, a, not sponsor. a sponsor. No. But one day, one day they will love us back. They will. Ah, God. Ah, the pain. Where are we? Organs. Fuck. Let's talk organs. Let's talk about William Sheridan. Let's do it who in 2006 found himself doodling to pass the time waiting for a heart donor in his room at New York's Mount Sinai Hospital. Oh, okay. At 63 years old, he already had an occupation, and artist surely wasn't it. Aww. <laughs> um, according to the critique of the hospital staff, <laughs> quote, quote, there was no way, oh, hold on, there was no way his efforts could be considered artistic. Ouch. <laughs> Said Mount Sinai's consultant art therapist, Beth DeFuria. Whoa. <laughs> Damn, Beth. Damn. Fucking burn. I felt that one over here. <laughs> uh, our source for this story is from the Daily Mail. Uh, indeed, he was a retired catering manager uh, and was stick figure level at best when it came to making art. I get it. Uh, until... After the heart transplant, while in recovery, he was making astonishingly accurate and lifelike drawings of animals and landscapes. Oh, my God. Yeah. 
His new heart came from 24-year-old Wall Street stockbroker Keith Neville, who also died in a car crash. Mm. Uh, his mother, Donna Reed, uh, not the American <laughs> film actress from It's a Wonderful Life. I did look it up. Mm. Uh, she says her son Keith loved to paint and started drawing as early as 18 months. <gasps> wow. Um, yeah, quote, he always preferred to be given art supplies rather than toys. Oh, my heart. End quote. Yeah. Oh. Sheridan so strongly believes he got this new talent from Keith that when he met Donna, he's quoted as saying, you gave me more than a heart. Thank you. Oh. I know. Oh. That's really heartwarming, uh, no pun intended. Uh, you can leave now. Okay. <sighs> this, this is fun. I'm going to go. See you later. Okay, anyway, so yeah. back to all this. I'm just, I'm <laughs> ah, uh, this podcast, though, wouldn't be this podcast if we didn't mention something dark and a little, a little fucking weird, oh, I yeah. think. Oh, yeah. Uh, our final story. Picture it. Okay. 2008. I see it. <laughs> We're in Georgia, USA. Yeah. Sonny Graham, aged 69, brought a shotgun with him into a utility building by his home, loaded it, and put a bullet in his throat. Oh, Sonny. Oh, my God. He left behind a wife. Her name, her name, Cheryl Cottle. Now, that, of course, isn't out of the ordinary, except that Cheryl was first married to Terry Cottle, the man who donated his heart to Sonny 13 years prior. Wow. Yeah. And that's not all. Terry also shot himself in the neck. Okay. Yeah. So I'm putting everything together. <laughs> First of all, this is this is incredibly tragic. Yeah. Um, two suicides, nothing to laugh at. I'm just but I am putting together the pieces. So Terry was with Cheryl. Yes. Shot himself. Ended up giving his heart to Sonny, Sonny Graham. Yes. Who ultimately ended up with Cheryl. Yes. And then shot himself. Yes. Am I getting that? Right, 110%. Yeah. Okay. All right, let's let's fill in the uh the uh the timeline. Please. Let's do yes. It. Now, in 1995, Sonny was a retired golf director of Hilton Head Island in South Carolina, like really well off. Sounds nice. Um, and found himself suddenly suffering from heart failure. Oh god. He was added to the donor list and in 3 months, doctors replaced his heart with Terry's. Okay. All right. In 1998, three years later, Sonny wanted to personally thank his donor's family. Yeah. Uh, and he found the address of 28-year-old Cheryl. Oh, she's so young. Yeah. They began, uh, they began exchanging letters, and in two months, they fell for each other. Wow. Yeah. They oh. fell for each other hard. Oh, my God. Uh, hard enough for Sonny to leave his current wife. That's wow. right. Oh, no. He was married. <gasps> Uh, so he left his current wife, and then he rented a mobile home where he and Cheryl lived until the house he was building to her specifications was completed. Oh, God. Marrying in 2004, together they shared six children <gasps> and six grandchildren from their previous marriages. Wow. Now, there was no note from Sonny, no apparent signs that he would die this way. In fact, on the morning it occurred, he got up, had some coffee told his nine-year-old stepson to get ready because he'll be taking him to the dentist. 
Okay. As the family was preparing for the day, that's when Sonny went into the utility building. Oh my God. Now, let's like let's take a look at Terry for a moment. Right. Cheryl's first husband and the donor. Yeah. Terry had a bit of a tougher life in the beginning, uh, dropping out of high school, but he worked towards his GED. He passed his real estate exam and became a certified emergency medical technician. And he was very much burning oils, burning the oil at both ends. Yeah, um, that's tough. Yeah. And he said it was all to save his marriage. Oh, okay. Their son, Timmy, recalled an argument where Cheryl told Terry she couldn't stay with a man who made less money than she did. Oh, my. Okay. Yeah. That's... Uh... You know what? I wasn't there. Yeah, not there for that. Very complicated, though. Yeah. Uh, They argued about money all the time, apparently, and they decided it was time to separate. Okay. It was the following morning. After that decision, Terry went into the family bathroom and shot himself in the neck. Oh, my God. Yeah. Four days later, Sonny got his heart. Three years after that, Sonny and Cheryl meet, and on the 13th anniversary of the transplant, Sonny dies by suicide. Oh, my God. Yeah. And get this. In his will, Sonny left Cheryl nothing. What? (laughs) Cheryl. Oh, my God. Yeah. Quote, shortly after Graham's death, Cheryl visited Tom Hilton, an old friend. Over drinks, she complained that Graham, quote, didn't leave me a dime, end quote. But it turns out there wasn't much left to inherit. Sonny blew through most of his retirement money, living it up for Cheryl. Oh. Uh, remember that house he built? Yeah. So here's the thing. You can't ignore the date of the death. Sonny yeah. kind of made a statement that the heart had something to do with it in one way or another. And that's where we end our in-betweeny. Oh, <laughs> my God. This story. This is a story I'm going to attempt to retell yeah. to friends and uh, do it terribly. <laughs> I, I guess yes. what I'll do is I'll just be like, I'll just send them a link. I'm like, you want to hear something cool? And I'm going to send them the link to this podcast. And I'm like, listen to this story. Listen to this crazy. damn story, man. Oh my God. That's an incredible story. Yeah. Why didn't they make a, a six part series about that? Uh, I'm sh- I wonder if Lifetime jumped on it. Where uh, Uma could play Cheryl. <laughs> Where is Uma? Someone Uma. text Uma. Someone. This is this is up Uma's alley. This is up <laughs> shifty Uma's alley. Ah, let's get her on board. Uma, contact us. Contact us <laughs> at well. That's interesting. Pod at gmail.com. There you go. Or well, that's interesting. Pod on your on, on Instagram, Instagram if you're if you're if you're into that. We'll follow um, her. Yeah, we'll you know. Ah. Well, hope everybody's okay. Yeah. You take care of yourself. And of course, stay interesting. Please do.